Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, uh, the belief and trust you have in me with tuning in and sharing these episodes means the world to me. And I know it's not me. It's the, the amazing guests that I bring on. And I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. You guys are fantastic. I, I, couldn't, do, I couldn't do this without you. Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, Thread Wallets. You guys are the best. So I just want you to know how much I love you. And um, today is going to be no different. Like I always say, it's this every week. It's like week after week. These amazing individuals come on my show. And this beautiful woman that I'm sitting with right now uh, came highly recommended by a mutual friend of ours named Amy. And uh, so today we're joined by Mary Crafts. Yeah. Mary, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. It's, it's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys are in for a treat today. A little background on Mary. She's the founder and CEO of Culinary Crafts. It's Utah's largest off-premise catering company. Yeah. That says something because yeah. there's a lot of them out there. From starting right? in my kitchen in my condo, yes, <laughs> yep. it was. It's been a long haul. Boy, and you again. We were talking about this. You, you know, you've done this the old-fashioned way, which I'm so impressed with. You're a 21-time winner of the Best of State. You've been doing this for 35 years. You've you've had a cooking TV show. You have even catered to celebrities. Um, you're involved in many nonprofits. You were recently Utah Business uh, Magazine named uh, Utah Business Magazine Woman of the Year. That that is amazing. <laughs> uh, you also got the Hero Award from Silicon Slopes. In uh, uh, 2019, you uh, summited Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, that's in Africa. <laughs> yes, that is in Africa. That is amazing. You're a mentor. You're an author of the Unbounded from Sorrow to Summit. Um, you, you talk a about hard life lessons. You have a weekly podcast called Crafting a Meaningful Life. Um, you talk about letting go of fear. You talk about if you can't dream it, it doesn't happen. You know, create your inner badass. You're passionate. You're courageous. <laughs> the list goes on, folks. And um, I just wanted to give you guys an understanding of who we're talking to with today. She's an amazing woman. And so, Mary, mm-hmm. thank you for being here. My, my honor, truly. Yeah. Because... The people who are listening to this, they are me, yeah. and I am them. Nothing separates us, only an illusion. Yeah. And that's what I want people to know is that you just read off this kind of crazy list of, anou- <laughs> of, of, of accomplishments, yeah. you know. But uh, <laughs> there but for a few years, I walk where you walk. And it's an, I had an interesting experience just, just uh, about a month ago. I was asked to come and speak, and I didn't know who the group was, but this is a woman who, when she has a, a group called Elevate, and when she asked me to come, I just go. Yeah. You don't hesitate. Right. <laughs> and the moment I got in the car that night, I started feeling into this group. Like, I wonder who this group is. There's, there's something about this group, and mm-hmm. I just felt my heart kind of just being drawn into them. Yeah. And when I arrived on site... The organization, uh, the organizer leader said to me, these women are from the domestic violence abuse shelter. Oh, wow. 
and they've come tonight. Uh, we're treating all of them. They get to pick out an outfit. They get to have their hair done and their makeup done. And you're the summation speaker for this night wow. of embracing new hope. And I just stood there for a moment. I felt the tears coming down my face. I yeah. Thought, huh. Yes, I have walked in to this situation not knowing in advance why I was feeling this way. So when it came my time, I stood up and I said, there but for a few years go I. Hmm. I stand here in front of you looking like this 69-year-old, very <laughs> well put together person. But let me tell you, um, after I graduated from college as a social worker, I started the first domestic violence shelter in Utah County. Oh, wow. In the basement of That's amazing. Uh, a nursing home. Mm -hmm. We had an iron bed, an old iron bed and <laughs> yeah. a little cradle. And that was about it, just some donated things. Yeah. And as I opened that shelter, I had no idea that in just a mere eight years, I would find myself there. Oh, my goodness. And as I told that story, you can imagine the looks on their faces that she was me. Hmm. This, this very put-together, well-accomplished woman was me. And i like, yes, I, yeah. I was you. And I am you. It doesn't mean that now that I'm here that I've forgotten what it's like to be here. Yeah. And uh, that was an emotional moment for me to realize that the sure. very shelter that I began, now they're in a different place and they've evolved, you know, because right. it's now some yeah. 40 years later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that, that they just could relate to me. Right. And they could understand that I did know what was happening to them. And that I was in a 28-year abusive relationship, mm, marriage, yeah. until I finally found the wow. courage to stand up. Wow. And to live with someone who's bipolar, who has a rage disorder, who has a paranoia disorder, and then, of course, later on to, to realize that he was also gay. I'm not angry at this person. Yeah. I don't resent this person. In fact, I am who I am because of those experiences. Yeah, uh -huh. But they began to see that, ha, huh, this woman really can relate to where yeah. I am today. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's a, that's a very touching story. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. You know, again, you are a very well put together person. You've got some amazing accomplishments. I think also what you probably did for these women, not only could they relate with you, but they probably said, man, if she can get out of this, then then it's possible for me. That is exactly the lesson I want people to get. I want yeah. them to go home with that burning in their heart. If she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And even when I had this PBS cooking show, that was the theme of my cooking show. I'm not a certified chef. <laughs> and yet I started this amazing catering company simply I because I, I wanted to keep my children with me yeah. and I didn't want to go to work and put them in daycare and I couldn't leave them with my husband and so what were my options and so I started this catering company and you know when you look at your life and where you've traveled that sense of of really gratitude and even now that's where my gratitude comes from that when I realized that my struggles 
that I thought sometimes were absolutely insurmountable were my gifts. Mm. And I didn't know that at the moment. Now, wow. the moment they get behind you just a little bit, it's pretty easy to see them. They're like, yeah. oh, that was my gift. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me that horrible experience. But, yeah. but at that fact, that night when I was talking to those women from the shelter, yeah. I asked them that very specific question. How many of you in this room feel you struggle? And everyone's hand went up, including the women who were there to support with their services and yeah, you right. know, just like me. Yeah. Everyone raised their hand. And then I asked, how many of you equate struggle with failure? Ooh. And every woman's hand went up. went up. That they equated, just because I'm struggling, I must be failing. And that's what I am. I'm a failure. Damn. And I don't know if I know the direction out of this. This is be my. This must be my lot in life, and that I'm not going to ever. I, this must be what I'm about. Struggling my whole life, and in the end, I will look back and say, "Is that all there was?" But it is that struggle. That's not failure. Struggle is actually the key, the gift to success. Yeah. I look back, and the gifts that I have, I realized. What a badass I was. <laughs> I was a strong yeah. woman. And I was just going to be a stay-at-home mom after I graduated from high school or college. I wasn't going to work. I was just going to, you know, be yeah. someone who was going to support me. That's what I was going to do. And that didn't happen. And I found out, you know, I have what it takes to, to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. To really grit down and keep my nose on the grindstone until it's bloody. Yeah. And 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 what that gave to me the gift of resilience. Yeah. I look at my life with my husband and what I learned from that was the the gift of compassion. Mm. And empathy as I began to realize the struggles he was having and how hard that was for him. Wow. And I look now back and because of those experiences and ha and starting my own business you're going to have to self-promote. You darn well better find a voice and be able to speak and present yeah. in front of people. Yeah. I didn't know I had this talent. And suddenly, whoa, I look at me. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I do motivational speaking around the country. Yeah. And yeah. I would not have had that gift yeah. before. And so it's easy for me now. And I think to the listeners, it's really tough to sit there. And it's easy for them to say, what does she know? How does yeah. she know? Yeah. She doesn't know my struggles. She doesn't know my sexual abuse. She doesn't know my addictions. She doesn't know yeah. my rejections. And, yeah. and they're right. I don't. But I do know this. I do know that those struggles universally are the gifts that you are meant to overcome to bring you to that absolutely profound place of so this is who I am. This is who I get to be now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow, it's beautiful. You know, it's it's almost like one of those things. It's like you're practicing what you preach, right? Like again, that's that relatable factor that you have, right? Like you you're not just telling these women, "Here's how to rise up." No, I'm telling you this because this is what I had to do. Yeah. I had to walk the walk yeah. as well. 
And I really, really admire that in you that you, and, and I didn't know that part of your story. I've learned, I know a lot about you because I've been studying you for like a month. <laughs> you know all the parts and, that you publish. Yeah. <laughs> Not all the yeah. grit. But I do it. appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that part of your life. And I know there's probably a lot more around that, but um, it makes me relate with you even better just yeah. sitting here with you, I, I, to be honest. You know, sometimes I, I do a lot on social media. On Instagram, yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook, I have my podcast, I have my website. And inevitably, I'll have someone say to me, who follows me, they'll say, Mary, you are so photogenic. Every photo of you is so beautiful. And I look at them and I laugh. I go, well, duh, I don't post the bad ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. <laughs> that's the, yeah. the crazy part about life. <laughs> you know, people look at other people and I go like, oh, they're so yeah. beautiful. Oh, their life is so perfect. And like, duh, yeah, we don't post the bad stuff. But I do try and be honest and open in yeah. my what I put on social media that I yeah. do try and say, even now today, mm-hmm. I struggle. Yeah. And I did this kind of incredible feat, um, which I really consider a feat. I think it is. Um, you know, at age 50, I was still in my marriage. In fact, I didn't divorce till 55. And so anybody who thinks it's too late for them, just come talk to me, okay? Yeah, just come right. talk to me. It's but never at too age late. Yep. 50, uh, I weighed 284 pounds. And wow. I allowed myself to use that as a protectionism. Mm. for all the fears that I had bottled up inside of me. All the fears of being rejected and all the fears of failing and Mm -hmm. all the fears of being laughed at and things that came from my childhood but were actually exacerbated then through my marriage. And at that point, uh, I had my 50th birthday party. This is back when you used to go to Kmart to pick up your photos. Yeah. (laughs) I remember those days. You didn't have them on your phone. You had to go get them at the grocery (laughs) store. And when I picked them up, I stood there and I just started to weep. I was like, who is this woman? I I may be successful, but inside, I'm so unhappy. Everything in my life is being done based on my fears. It's why I was such an amazing caterer. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of not being pleasing somebody. I was afraid of being laughed at or rejected. Mm -hmm. And so I was like this ultimate caterer. But then you begin to realize everything that you do is around those fears. Yeah. And so I didn't know at that point how I was going to change my life. I just knew that I was. And it began with that desire. Dang. It began with that, I'm changing. I am changing. And so I just began to write down and keep track of my fears. Yeah. You know, like, and this is how I did it. So it doesn't really matter what your genre is. The, yeah. the principles are the same. Whenever I would think about eating, I began to keep a journal. What were you feeling? What mm. were you thinking about? Hmm. And it was crazy to me. Like my palms would be sweaty or I'd be nervous about something. Oh, let's see. I need to stop and buy a candy bar before I go do that. You know, it was amazing. Subconsciously, I was feeling these fears and consciously I was going to abate them by eating. By eating, yeah. And like, whoever wants to go to the gym at that weight? I was afraid of failing again. Yeah. And what I learned, Todd, is that all fears 
relate down to only one. There's really only one basic fear. And it's the fear that's been with us since childhood. And it is the fear of not being enough. Yeah. Yep. You know, I wouldn't be afraid of failing if I was enough. I wouldn't be afraid of being mm. laughed at if I was enough. Right. I, I wouldn't be afraid of being rejected by people if I was enough. And unconsciously, you know, no parent comes into this life and says to their children, I'm going to start out by making my children feel they're not enough. <laughs> we know, <laughs> right. we don't yeah, do that. Yeah, we don't set out to do that, for sure. <laughs> but inevitably we do, because I think some of it is that we have such high hopes for our children. We're push and push. That's not good enough. That's not enough. Push for better. You yeah. need A's. You need to do this. You need to do the, you know, be and play the piano. You need to, you know, don't wear that to school. You know, you need to wear Wow, oh my gosh, are we yeah. unloading on our children. Yeah. And don't think I parented perfect either. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I often told my children, aren't you glad I'm in the plan? <laughs> the plan is that I really screw up <laughs> and then you get to yeah. spend your life yeah. fixing it and yeah. becoming aware and waking up and achieving and finding that beautiful person inside. You're not out of the plan. Right. This is the plan. Yeah. And um, so when I began to make that change, it took me six years to lose half my body weight mm. and to finally have the courage to go to the gym. And the thing is that along the way, we set goals. Yeah. Goals aren't enough. Right. Goals are what happens after you've done the other stuff. Yeah. And then people talk about intentional living. You have to be intentional about how you're going to live every day. I agree. Right. But that's still not the first step. Right. For me, the piece that really made it for me is I made a decision about three or four things that I was going to be committed to and promises I made myself mm. no matter what. And so it's, if you don't make a goal, you don't make a goal. <laughs> it's right. just like, oh, I'll make a new yeah. one later. Yeah. And then if you didn't live intentionally one day, then you just say, I'm going to get back to my intentions the next day. But if you break a promise to yourself, those are much deeper. Yeah. And I've committed to myself to be my very best self. Yeah. What does that look like every day? So what are my intentions so I can be my very best self? What are my goals so I can be my very best self? I want that to be everyone's goal. Yeah. Being your very best self. I don't, and some days my best self is not good. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'm bringing my best, but it ain't much. You know yeah. I mean? But some <laughs> best days my do, best is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I learned to let go of perfectionism. It wasn't about being perfect. But it sure is about being excellent at what you do. You know, our good friend Tiffany Peterson I said, um, perfectionism is just covered up fear. Yeah. And I loved it when she said that. I'm like, man, that makes so much sense. Yeah. When you really analyze that, you're like, yeah, that's really where that's coming from. Yeah. I got, I'm trying to prove to myself and everyone else, look how good I am. Look how good I am. And then we don't quite hit it. And then we, then we beat ourselves and up and go, see, I'm not game. enough. Yeah. And sometimes people can recover quickly. Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't. Right. And then they slip down to an even lower spot and recovery comes harder. Yeah. 
So I think that begs then the question of, well, how do I not slip down? Mm-hmm. And it's a great question. Uh, it does come down to learning to love yourself. That is such an easy phrase to say. Right. And much harder to do. And so I'm going to share with you something I've yet to share with anyone because it just happened to me two days ago. Wow. And here it goes. Okay. I was listening to a podcast by Oprah Winfrey, and she was talking about loving yourself. And that's kind of one of her, you know, mantras, her her bandwagon. For sure. And um, she talked about loving yourself at every stage. And I was have always been like, it's okay that I didn't love myself back then. I mean, really, who could? That was the yeah. thing. As long yeah. as I love myself now. Yeah, right. But as she was talking, I walked over and turned off the podcast and just sat there. And I thought, can I go back and love that woman who I've worked so hard to move away from? Yeah. Can I go back and embrace her? What would that feel like? Yeah. And I sat there and I closed my eyes and I began to envision her. And I began to feel such gratitude. Yeah. And I found myself out loud saying, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for going through all that stuff. Man, yeah. Thank you for and I put my arms around myself and I could actually feel my old self wow. with all those rolls of fat and, and, and all that horrible, <laughs> yeah. you know, piece that I worked so hard to get rid of. And I, and I just thanked her so much. And thank you for sticking it out and learning those hard lessons. And thank you for, for finding the beautiful part of you. And I began to see all the pieces along the way that and it for the first time in my life. At 69, keep this in mind. Yeah. I began to feel love mm. for that woman who walked the path and thanked her. Wow. Wow, what a transformational moment for you. It was. Man. And just two days ago. Two days. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that. Well, man, you I want to jump back just a little bit. There's so much I'm going sorry. through I'm, my No, no, no. <laughs> no, this is beautiful. You this is what this is great. You know, you mentioned, you, you, you keep mentioning that these tough times were gifts. And someone listening to this right now who's in the thick of it, like you mentioned, it's hard to yeah. see it when you're going yeah, through it, absolutely. right? What what could we tell that person right now? Like, Because I, I, I'm a big believer of what you're saying. I always tell my clients, life happens for you. Not to you. Not to you. Right. Like, I'm talking to you today, Mary, because I took a drink at 11 years old. Yeah. Seriously, when I look yeah. at that, that's honestly why I'm sitting here with you. And I could break it all down for you. But going through it at the time, I had no clue. And it's tough when you don't see, you know, through the through the thick and the weeds and all that stuff. So is there, I mean, how, how what would you say to that person? It's like, I, I'm in the thick of this, Mary. What do, I, what do I do when I'm going through it? So your mode of operation was drinking and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mine was eating. But the addictions and the pain were the same. Yeah, exactly. My addiction, no different than yours. Mm-hmm. My need to find comfort. My need to find acceptance. My need to find some place where the pain would go away. Yeah. Same. 
and when you are in the middle of it is the toughest time. So how about just one time? One time you get through it without choosing that. Mm -hmm. And one of the great secrets that I discovered about myself getting through this was this. And this is one of the phrases that's in my book that's, for me, one of the most profound. Is that the healing starts when the hiding stops. Mm. All wow. of us hide. Love that. You didn't run out to your parents and say, look me, here, I'm taking a drink. Woohoo! aren't you proud of me? No, no. <laughs> Where were you doing that? In hiding. Yep. Where was I eating? In hiding. hiding. Not like just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, having these dozen donuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> we don't, we, we, <laughs> we hide. Yeah, we hide it. And if I could let anybody say anything, you want to be healed today? Stop hiding. Man, that's amazing. Because the moment you step into that decision is the moment you start in to the passageway. And you're like, well, passageway for what? Of what? You can either choose to live a fear-based life or you can choose to live a love-based life. Yeah. And my life was welded in fear for decades. So when I made these decisions and I began keeping track and all the goal-setting things, blah, 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 yeah. the one thing that I knew had to come first and that was, I had to stop hiding. Yeah. So what if you went to the gym and somebody saw you trying to walk on the treadmill? Would that be horrible? Would you die? Would people actually stand there and point at you and yeah. laugh and call you by name? No. Right. So the fear is mine and the decision to stop hiding was also mine. Yeah. And in that passageway, there are so many steps, but the very first one is vulnerability. You cannot walk through this passageway unless you're willing to be vulnerable, to stop hiding, to show yourself. Those people who are wondering how they're not going to take a drink tomorrow or not going to get high or any of those things, what would happen if at that moment you decided to stop hiding? And you went and told someone. Yeah. You shared the pain. You shared the fear. At that moment, you said, yesterday I heard this woman talk. Yesterday I made a decision. I was going to stop hiding and start healing. This is the moment. So what is it I do today, right now? She told me to tell somebody, stop hiding. Yeah. And I, I wow. find someone. I found yeah. someone. I call someone. I leave this closet. I walk out, I go to a neighbor's, I pick up, I call Todd, I do whatever it is. That's your first step, willing to be vulnerable and willing to know this is the great part. This is, that may sound incredibly hard to you, but I'll tell you what, this is the reward. When you stop hiding, what you realize is that what you were trying to hide is the exact thing that you will be loved for. Whoa, I say, look, wow, say that again. The exact Dang. thing that you've been trying to hide is the very thing that you will be loved for. 
your willingness to come forward. That is amazing. Sorry. And be emotionally naked. In, in one of my talks, I put up this big thing uh, in the PowerPoint, and it says, are you ready to get naked? <laughs> <laughs> and people in the room start going, either some of them go, oh my, you know, I better leave now, you know, or the rest of the people are like, yeah, yeah. You know? You're right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not talking about physically naked. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about are you ready to be emotionally Emotionally, naked? yeah. Where there isn't anything that you would hide from me. I have that kind of relationship in my not life now. Yeah. With my children and with my partner. I haven't always had it with my children. Yeah. I hid from my children as well. Mm. I used to always hide from my husband. But now I'm living an emotionally naked life. When I'm having a tough day, I say, I tell it. Yeah, I just... text. I'm like, whoa, whoa, not a good day today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heading over to C's candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you can say that, yeah. guess what happens? Yeah. The support, the rally, the love just flows to you. I got you, Mary. Come see me. I'll come see you. Where are you? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm sitting outside of Vasa Gym. We're thinking whether I should go in or not today. Can I just have one day off, please? Yeah. Just today, please. do I have to be the strongest woman at the gym? Can I just stay home? You know what I mean? And like, no, no, we're going to go with you. Just wait there. We'll come. People just want to be there for you if you let them. I know people in their lives have had times, as us, I did, where people did reject them yeah. for their their fears and yeah, their struggles. Sure, right. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can find your champions. Now, people always say, find your cheerleaders. Yeah, It's not about finding your cheerleaders, and I'll tell you why. A cheerleader is somebody who's there to cheer you on when you're doing great. Yeah. They're like the people who are out there, the kids at the football game. And when the team is winning, they are cheering loud. But when the team is not winning, the cheerleaders are silent. Yeah. But find yourself a champion. That cheers you even when you're losing. I love that. Find a champion that will stand beside you and say, Hey, how was your day today? Hey, I know this has not been the best week for you, but I want you to know I'm here and I love you. In fact, I'm coming to see you. Find a champion that will be with you at all times, that you can be completely emotionally naked with, that you can be vulnerable and share all. Yeah, so well let me said. just say one wow. more time. The healing will start when the hiding stops. And maybe that will be today for you. Wow, so powerful, man. So many things. My mind's being blown right now. Uh, and then you said the exact thing that you were hiding, you'll be loved for. Yeah. yeah. So let me tell you this. I mean, Boom. I think about um, uh, just growing up. I was uh, always afraid I couldn't, because I became overweight at age four. Mm. So there, I was afraid my whole life that I was not going to be able to compete in sports or I was always chosen last. Who came up with that idea of choosing teens by, I'll take this person, I'll take this person. In my entire life, I've never been chosen first. I've never been chosen second from the bottom. I was always chosen last. Last, yeah. And the fears that that generated in me of that I'm not enough. I'm never going to be enough. No one will ever choose me first. Now think about that, how that yeah. affects your life yeah. in going to school, 
in finding a mate, in being a parent, that you will never be chosen first. It's tough. It's tough. But when you start being vulnerable and stop hiding, what you discover is you start being chosen first. Mm. So who, who among us as a parent, if a child comes to us and says, Mom, I've been really struggling, and I haven't really shared this with you before, but I need help. And so some friends and I have been doing this at school, and I don't know how to get out. What parent says, go to your room? You're not, you know, okay, maybe you have a parent that does that, okay, but then you find someone else to be your champion. Yeah. But to be honest, most parents, most, when yeah. they hear that, respond to that because we respond the fastest and the, and the, and the most pointed when you hear honesty right when you hear people sharing their hearts yeah yeah wow i never did that as a child yeah and i think most kids don't because they're because we haven't been taught or trained to, to do that but that's yeah. why we're doing this podcast absolutely we're trying to get hey let's let's do something different let's try it different i love it this is the other old way hasn't been working yeah so i want to go back to that one last time yeah sorry please. about this no no uh, when you said um you discover that what you've been hiding, you really love the most. Yeah. So, I know this is going to sound really strange from someone who's sitting here that sounds like she's, you know, the first and largest uh, extrovert that ever lived and was at the front of the line every time something fabulous was happening because she was in the center. Okay. But that was really just, you yeah. know, I'm that introvert, you know, masquerading as an extrovert. Yeah. And so in my company... I had to develop some of those extrovert capabilities to be able to you know, market and talk to people and sell my yeah. company and all those sort of things. And then you have these opportunities to network, to attend different yeah. events. And um, I would always accept the invitation, say yes, check. <laughs> and I would arrive and I would drive around the block pretending I was looking for a parking space. Mm. And then maybe it got too late. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go home. I'll go to the next one. And really, it was a fear, fear of going in. And what would happen if I actually parked and went in? Yeah. Like, maybe I'm not dressed like everybody else. Yeah. Maybe I have pants and they have dresses. <laughs> maybe they all know somebody there and I know no yeah. one. Yeah. Maybe maybe they might laugh at me and say, oh, isn't that Mary Craft? She, she shouldn't be here. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I'm crazy things that really were mm-hmm. not based in truth. Right. But they were my fears. And so one of the key things I did, and I would like every single listener to do this. So it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, doesn't matter what gender you are, doesn't matter what your addictions are in life, this is it, and it's going to change your life. So one thing I decided I was going to do was I was going to put a post-it note on my mirror Mm -hmm. that I would look at every morning and that I would have to be accountable to that post-it note which was really accountable to me. Yeah. And the post-it note said simply this. What would I do today if I were no longer afraid? And as I would look (laughs) at that post-it note every morning, I would say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. I'm going to get on that treadmill. I'm going to walk 15 minutes 
at two miles an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm hey, going to get it done. Two's better than one mile That's an right. hour, right? <laughs> and when I would come, you know, I would say to them the same thing every single time I would flash my key code to get in. I would say, 15 minutes of something is better than two hours of nothing. Right. And I would go. The first time I had one of those networking events and I'd put this post-it note up there, I looked at that and I said, what would I do today if I were no longer afraid? Jeez. And I said, you know what? That's powerful. I would go into that networking event in the first parking space I found. I would walk right in. If I wasn't afraid, I'd walk up to the first person and I would emotionally get naked and say, hey, this is my first time. Um, where do you get those name tags? Or is there a program? Um, is, yeah. Hey, where'd you get those drinks? Or yeah. uh, so how does this run? This is my first time. Or I'd start initiating. And what's your company? It says down there you're from blah, blah, blah. You know. And I would begin the conversation. Who says I have to wait for them? Right. People, I'm only afraid because I'm waiting for people to reach out and touch me. Hello. If I weren't afraid, what would I do? I would reach out and touch them. How a novel idea. Oh, yeah. What a novel idea. And I had lived at the base of Timpanogos since I moved to Utah okay. in 1972. Hmm. I never thought I would reach the top. I never thought I would even try because it was something what beyond me. I wasn't enough to ever go up there. And then I had set a goal. September 13th, I was going to climb Tim. And when I got up that morning and looked outside and I looked up at the mountain, I was like, it snowed. <laughs> what the heck? It snowed. And so then I got to use one of my other coping mechanisms, which was excuses. Oh, well, I can't go today. It snowed. I mean, yeah. who would really expect yeah. me to Yeah, go? really. I wasn't I planning mean, seriously, on the snow. I mean, seriously, that was like, I don't know what they were thinking when they made it snow up there, but I certainly can wait, right? And I walked then into my bathroom, looked at my mirror, and it said, what? What would you do today if you were no longer afraid? And I said, I would climb that mountain. I would climb that mountain. And so I did. And when someone, I heard someone talk who was who had climbed all seven major peaks in the world and sailed all of the seven yeah, peaks. Martin, Martin I've, had him, I've had him on my podcast. And He's he amazing. spoke to a board meeting that I yeah. was in. He came and sat next to me afterwards, and I said, "Martin, Martin, I was sixty at the time. I said, Martin, I've lost all this weight. I've become such so fit. I feel like I need to do something that puts my stake in the ground." Yeah. It says, I have done this. And so I don't even know what in the world I could possibly do, but I feel like I want to do something. He turned and looked right at me without a moment's hesitation. He said, Mary, you shall climb Kilimanjaro. What? <laughs> at that like, point, I had, what? I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. You know, I'm already 60. And he goes, how long do you need to get ready? I said, oh, I don't know, five years. And he goes, you want to be 65 when you go up there? And I went, well, I'm going to need a long time. I'm not ready for such a big thing, you know. And I began to doubt and fear, come right back. And he said, I'll touch base with you now and then, and we'll see how you're doing. I'm like, okay. So the very first thing I did is I went home and told everyone I knew. I put it on my Instagram, my Facebook. I told all my friends. I told all my family. Because the more people that know about your goal 
the more support group support you have. Support you're going to get, more accountability. And people would stop. I would just, yeah. so I told people, and I would tell them again and again, you know, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro, you know. <laughs> and so they would begin to ask me, how's Kilimanjaro training going? Oh, yeah, it's coming, you know. But I was kind of like, I'm afraid to start the training because that means climbing. And I don't like to, to hike. I've avoided it my entire life. I have great coping skills to avoid hiking. Sure, yeah, right. And finally one day <laughs> I thought, you know, I have to, I have to go hike somewhere. This is before Timp. And I thought, and then I went out and I went out and did a little hiking. I came home, I posted, and I said, huh, it's the best kept secret in the world. Hiking is just walking outdoors. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> and I have been a hiking <laughs> advocate ever uh, since. I bought my yeah. first pair of hiking boots and I would look, <laughs> be driving along down in Capitol Reef and I'd say, oh, I wonder if I can get to the top of that. And I just stop and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going, going up, going up, going up. Oftentimes I get to the top, I'm like, okay, how do I get down? <laughs> you know, because going up is much easier than yeah. coming down. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> because man. you're just climbing, you know, yeah. your hand fist kind of thing. When you're coming down, there's less hand fist. It's just coming down. Yeah. And you see where you're going down. And, yeah. You know, but uh, I mastered that skill, and yeah, at age uh, 65, one week before my 66th birthday, I summoned Kilimanjaro. That's amazing. And this is what I can tell you about that. That it was a summit for me. But it's not the summit that matters. It's the journey. And it's not the summit that matters even now to me. It's the additional summits that I have now. Mm, yeah. Still in front of me. Yeah. And sometimes I would be there on the mountain and I would just like scream at the mountain. My, my group that I went with, I didn't know any of them. I went by myself. And they were all together, and then it was me. They had climbed Rainier and Denali and some Everest, and they were master climbers, and then there was me. <laughs> so they were always ahead of me, and I was always by myself, mm. except for my one African guide that didn't speak much English. And so many times I would just like yell at this mountain. I would say, you know, in Utah, people like me. I really yeah. somebody in Utah, and you just treat me awful. You just like make it so hard for me. Can't we just, you know, I mean, just... A lot of crying, and I faced those fears that I thought I had overcome again, that I wasn't enough. And every time I would get to that point in the mountain, I would say, not today. Not today. Yeah. Today, I'm going to master this fear. And I learned not to be afraid to say something. I don't think I can make right there by myself. Can someone help me over this ravine? being willing to be vulnerable, to stop hiding, to ask for help, yeah. to find my champions. It was one of the greatest things. And that's, you know, I use a lot of the stories in my book in about book. the metaphors of what yeah. it was like to climb Killy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of life lessons in that yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm you know, shout out to Martin too. He's another great human being that we both know yeah. now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool to rub shoulders with cool people who have been through hell and have figured it out it's just that's why i do this honestly mary yeah i'm blown away by your story i wasn't expecting any of this today <laughs> and i and i mean that like sincerely like i mean i know you you've lived a, an amazing life and stuff but thank you for all the vulnerability you're expressing here today it's truly inspiring so what are you going to put on your 
bathroom mirror in the morning. Oh, I love it. I'm going to have all my clients do that too, by the way. What, what would a po- I do today? Because if you really answer the question, okay, this is the key, right? Tell me yeah. if I'm wrong. This is what was going through my head as you're telling me this. If I really answer that question, what would I do if I wasn't scared to walk into that room right now? Yeah. Just like you said, well, I would walk in. I would introduce myself to the first person. I would say, hi, my name's this so-and-so. And hey, tell me where I go grab this and this and that. And I just... I think that is such a empowering question. It's so simple. It's so simple too. And then when you go, that's what I would do if I don't have fear. And I don't want to have fear. So you know what? I'm gonna go do it. And then you do it and you go, Wow, I'm I mean, I love that. I and I think I mean I circled it. I'm taking so many notes here. I'm (laughs) circling client or (laughs) anyone who's been down this road of addiction and recovery, as they look at that. How would that change their life? And if you had a post-it note that said, what would I do today if I was no longer afraid? Yeah. And most of the time the fears are, I'm afraid I can't do it. I'm afraid I'm not enough. But what would you do if you weren't afraid? I would not go to that party. And instead, if I wasn't afraid... I'd actually call mm-hmm. my mentor and tell them that I'm struggling instead of hiding and telling them that I'm just fine. Yeah. And so when you process that, such a simple thing becomes your lifeline out. Yeah, so beautiful. Beautifully said too, Mary. Thank you so much for sharing all that. You know, um, you, you do a lot of amazing things now and you're out there and you, you, you're not afraid to speak now. I mean, you, you put yourself out there in so many great ways and you benefit so many people. What does a day in a life look like for you? Like people might go, cause they see you on stage, they see you on a podcast, they see you on YouTube, they see you on TV, you've written these books and stuff, but behind the scenes, like just in the day, like what do you do to kind of keep yourself centered? Like what, is there something you do? Do you have like a morning routine? I just, I love asking that question because I'm yeah. just curious if there's something you try to do maybe on a consistent basis to keep you centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, before I jump out of bed, I lay there for just a minute. Mm. And I kind of think about the day before. How, how did I do the day before? Did I, did I live the life I wanted to live? I'm really, because you're not showing up for it. You're not telling anybody. You have to account. You just say, so honestly, how was my day yesterday? Well, it was pretty good. I did this and this, but then it was all morning when I just watched CNN news and looked at my yeah. social media <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> Do you know yeah. I mean? And I'm like, that's not in keeping with the woman I am. Not the woman I want to be. The woman I am. And so today... And then I rehearse what this day looks like. Today I have these things on my calendar. And I'm going to show up as my whole self. And I really play that through my mind, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. What does showing up as your whole self mean? And it is that self-love, that self-care in so many areas. Not just physically anymore. But you can't heal one piece without healing them all. So well, then how do I show up for myself emotionally and mentally and spiritually and socially? And so that 
I've gotten pretty good at this now. It takes me about 60 seconds. And then I'm set. Yeah. I throw back the covers. I sit right up, sit, stand right up. and like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. But I've rehearsed it in my mind. I no longer have the post-it note on my mirror. I did for 10 years. Sometimes I had to replace it because my sure. cleaning lady yeah. messed it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but for the most part. Yeah. And uh, now I do it in my head. Where I, I wasn't my best self yesterday. Or sometimes I say, you know what, damn it, I was really good yesterday. I was like really my best self <laughs> yeah, all day long. Or sometimes, you know, I just took a day off. And is that okay? That was okay. Because I regrouped. I did a lot of writing. And, and I... For me, meditating is such a huge piece for me now. You know, people ask me, what's the difference between prayer and meditation? It's pretty clear. Prayer is when you're asking. <laughs> I need this. I need this. Please I help, need help, help with help. this. Yeah. Don't forget about Aunt Edna and this and my son. And, you know, it's ask, 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 need, need, need. Meditation is when you turn the tables and you listen. You quiet the mind. Mm. You quiet the expectations. You quiet the outside world. And you just listen to the answers. What am I to do? What am I about? What should I be doing? Not should, but what do I get to do? Yeah. For me, one of the key pieces is the... This is back, oh, a few years ago. Remember the phrase, step in, or lean in was always popular. Lean yeah. into it, lean, lean into in, it. Lean in, And every time I would hear that, that next day in my meditation, I would hear, never lean in, only step in. Step in today, Mary. Step in. That. And allow life to envelop you. Allow the goodness of this universe to support you. Allow all that you are to shine. And if you're just leaning in and looking around, none of that happens. Yep. You have to step in. Mm -hmm. I've stepped in big time now. Yeah. And I was <laughs> talking to a um, uh, company in San Francisco called Big Speak, and they represent people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> he was like, I see you're 69. Um, how long do you plan on speaking? <laughs> You know, on the big stage. And I said, I don't know. You have to tell me. What is the power of a 90-year-old badass walking out on the stage and saying, let's do this? <laughs> and she said, okay, I get it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, I retired at age 65, and I plan on living to 105 with an option to renew. If yeah, I get there, there and I'm still, yeah. I'm still great. You're like, I'm still um, good. Let's and go. And if I have 40 more years, it's not going to be just playing golf. Yeah. So many people once they retire, that's that's their life, or yeah. you know, some. And I want to contribute. I want to contribute. Be, yeah, yeah, I want to be a value. I want to give back. I'm so grateful, so overwhelmingly grateful for the gifts that I've had, and the gifts I continue to have. People say, "Oh, well, that's because you're now retired. You don't have this. You don't have that. Your children are gone." I'm like, I don't know what lies ahead. Is it a health problem? is someone that I'm close to dies and passes away. At this age, that happens. Do you yeah. know what I mean? uh, maybe inflation continues to go absolutely ballistic and everything I've saved it was now worth nothing. And I have to try and find a job at age 82. Or I completely have to move into with one of my children. 
I mean, I don't know what lies ahead. But I do know that whatever it is, I will ask myself every morning, okay, what will I do today? Because I'm not afraid. Beautiful. Wow. You know, I could talk to you all day, Mary. Um, I think in closing, what I'd like to ask is, I, I mean, you've given such amazing advice. I mean, I've taken, if you guys could see my notepad, <laughs> I mean, I've got more notes on here. <laughs> He's waiting sideways, yes, I'm upside down. Side, upside down. <laughs> There's so many things here. Beautiful, beautiful uh, principles to live by. And to, and I, not only do I want to do these things, I want to share it with my family, with my clients, everything. So thank you for all of that. Um, if there's someone right now that wants to reach out to you, yeah. they want to ask some questions or and the, they're struggling and they want to get in touch with you. Maybe they want to get a copy of your book, listen to your podcast. What is the best way the for best them to do that? The best single way to do that is to go to my website. I'm going to tell you a secret about my website that I don't normally tell people. Okay. Because I'm not sure I want the world to know. But here <laughs> well, you go. Here, here we go, and folks. this group Grab will your now pen. know. <laughs> so on my website, um, all my podcasts are there. So you can start listening, subscribe, or just listen to one. And don't just say, oh, I'm going to start at the beginning and listen to the end. No, no, no. Just start scrolling. See which one speaks yes, to you. Yeah. There's a summary of each one, a title of each one. See which mm -hmm. one's right. Um, about two-thirds of them I have a guest, and about a third of them are me alone with you, just sharing what I've learned oh, in my that. heart and love encouraging that. you. Yeah. So there's the podcast there. Then there are the links to my social media so that you can follow me. Then this is the part. And my book, the link to where to buy my book on Amazon is there. Great. But this is the part that most people don't really realize okay. is that this, when you go to the contact page, it's my cell phone. Well, and go. it's my personal email. <laughs> so if you really want to reach out yeah. and you feel there's something yeah. I have to offer for sure. or a question, yeah. yes, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm here for you. Yeah. Because you are me and I am you. Wow. Beautifully said. And it's marycrafts.com. No, well it, it was right? going to be until just oh. before I retired. A clothing company in Florida took MaryCrafts.com. You're kidding. I'm like, what? You're like, what's the deal? So here? I added the ink um, incorporated. So it's Mary Crafts Inc. I N C. It's not I N K. I'm not doing tattoos. Mary Crafts Inc. <laughs> I N C. Um, I love your dot com. I love your humor. Um, and I'll put that link in the show notes yeah. so people can get to you easily. Please. And um, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. And mm -hmm. again, your vulnerability is inspiring. So, but what did I tell you was the key? My vulnerability is the key. It's what I'm telling everyone, everyone. on this show. Right. The healing starts when, when the hiding st stops. When stop. I have nothing to hide from you. <laughs> you guys hear that? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Write that sucker down <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Beautiful. Um, yes. I love that. And then the, the exact thing you're hiding... Hiding is going to be the very thing you're going to be loved for. Absolutely. That really hit me. Because I was hiding my drug addiction. I was hiding that. And now, you know, I open it up and that's what I'm loved for because of what I've been through. And yep. it just blows my mind. Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, want, I didn't yeah. realize that. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. like I said, so many people have 
speak so highly of you. Mm-hmm. We've got a few mutual friends that just yeah. think the world and of Martin, you. And Martin, I didn't know. And Martin too. Yeah. And so, um, so shout out to them, Martin, Tiffany Peterson, and yeah. Amy Chandler. We love you guys. Um, Mary's amazing, guys. I told you we were in for a treat today, <laughs> and it, it's, it has been nothing but that. Um, I want to challenge the listeners to obviously listen to this, and you are listening to this if you're hearing me, but share it with someone that you know mm-hmm. that's struggling. And here's why, and I say this a lot, because a lot of times it's hard to break the ice with someone who may be struggling. Like, what do I tell them? What do I say? Share this episode with them. Send them the link. And then follow back up with them. Hey, what'd you think of what Mary said? Yeah. Just go, just do it. And it opens up a dialogue. Because I'm telling you, they're going to have a nugget after nugget after, oh, Mary said this and this and this. And then it gives you a, a chance to c- connect and communicate and bring them out from hiding. Yeah. Love and that. all these principles are in my book. Yeah. It's a short read. You know, it's only 149 pages with with photos. <laughs> and you can see a photo it's, of me at 200. It's scratch and sniff <laughs> and it's all the, everything, pop-ups. And you can buy it on Amazon, but really yeah. these things are in there. Yeah. And so it makes a beautiful gift for anybody that needs to have that carried with them in their backpack every day. Absolutely. As a reminder. And yeah. put a post-it note inside for them that yeah. says, what would you do today if you weren't afraid? <laughs> We're going to end on that because that's so beautiful. There you go, folks. Mary Crafts, everybody. Please check out her website. Please reach out to her. Ask her anything. She has nothing to hide. So you can get really vulnerable with her. If you got something you're hiding, tell her. And she will help you. And she will point you in the right direction. You can also, you know that, you can do that with me as well. And I will direct you to Mary at the same time. So I love you guys. Love you for the belief in me and tuning in week after week after week. And Mary, one last thank you. You're the you're an amazing one.